With online commerce exploding over the last year and a half, we are starting to see a seismic shift in retail, particularly when it comes to uh, big retailers. And for more on this story, we are joined this afternoon by Marty Weintraub, who looks at retail for Deloitte Canada. And Marty joins us now here on Global News Radio. Hey, Marty, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, the trend towards online, it's got uh, apparently a lot of big box stores, a lot of big retailers now kind of thinking small. Can you explain that for us? Yeah, in terms of thinking small. So, you know, I guess we you mean small retailers as opposed to the big retailers. Just well, like it. Yeah, sorry. I think like the, the big retailers, like the Walmarts, uh, the Costcos are starting to think uh, more like small retailers from what I understand because of this explosion of online uh, business and the fact that there's just as, not, not as much traffic in store any longer. Well, yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, we've had obviously the last couple of years have been quite anomalous in terms of the role of the store. So what we're seeing is a bit of a shift in the role of the store from, you know, the, the traditional, you know, retail destination to come in and, and pick up your stuff. But now we're seeing becoming more transactional, right? So when stores were closed and opening and closing during the pandemic, stores shifted a little bit to become, you know, offer by online pickup and store and curbside and whatnot. So we're seeing some consumer behavior adjust to that, which is leading to, you know, format change uh, rethinks, right? So we see some big retailers toying with new formats to shrink their footprints as more business shifts online, but it will not be even not across all retailers. So some of the bigger box retailers are looking to redeploy some of that massive space they have in their stores to become more fulfillment centers, to your point, right? So, uh, or we have some other retailers looking to offer stores to be more like showrooms where the customer can come in and browse something and then buy something online. So the role of the store is definitely changing. But just to be clear, the store is not dead. It's just changing. All right. Talk to us a bit about fulfillment center. You just mentioned that a second ago, and that's a term I've seen uh, recently. What is that exactly? Does that mean that I'm just coming in and having my order filled? I'm getting fulfilled as a a customer and walking out with a a box of something I ordered? Yeah, pretty much. And it's coming in a couple of different shapes and forms. I mean, in, in simplest way, it's basically store staff going and picking online orders from the store shelves and then basically shipping it to your house or, like you said, coming into the store and picking it up at the front. Uh, we have some retailers that are actually going to darken some of their stores, the full store, so the whole store becomes basically a mini distribution center, uh, or in some cases where half of the store becomes a distribution center. So what's happening is they're kind of rethinking the whole retail network and trying to find out the most efficient and most importantly cost-effective ways to move that product from a destination to the customer's home or to the customer's car. So it's just forcing that rethink in terms of what's the best way to redeploy the space we currently own or have. All right. And as you alluded to a moment ago, bricks and mortar, that's not going anywhere. And should big box retailers, should they be careful just how much they're reducing the size of their uh, footprint and just how small they are uh, thinking? Uh, Because uh, we are seeing uh, some uh, reports, uh, Marty, that online shopping is actually now on the decline. It's uh, started to uh, lessen. Yeah, we've definitely seen a bit of a pullback from the pandemic. So we skyrocketed, you know, hundreds of percent uh, as stores were closed, because quite frankly, there was no choice. Uh, we're seeing some pullback right now, 5%, 10% or so, but it will not drop back to where it was pre-pandemic. So we're going to definitely be ahead of where we were in terms of e-commerce business, uh, you know, versus two years ago. So it's it's shrinking a little bit, but it's definitely going to stay uh, much higher than we thought it was going to be at this point in time just a year or two ago. 
Yeah, are there some stores uh, that uh, sell products that uh, lend itself more to that in-store experience? And I'm thinking things like uh, clothing uh, in particular, uh, Marty, that, you know, you want to come in, you want to try it on, you maybe want to feel the uh, clothes as well. Is that kind of uh, experience, having an experience as a customer, is that still important when it comes to certain products or goods? Yeah, no doubt. It's definitely uh, very, very important. But interestingly, and you, uh, we'll talk about apparel for just uh, one second because you called upon it. That was probably, when you think about categories, one of the kind of slowest, especially footwear, because, you know, sizing, obviously, and to your point, will it fit and will it look good on me? And obviously, that's hard to do online. But again, what's interesting with, uh, with stores having been closed and people having no choice but to buy clothing and apparel online, they kind of had to adopt those new behaviors, take some risks. And basically, we've basically fast forwarded about five years in the consumer's mind in terms of their comfort and adoption of e-commerce for businesses like apparel. So what that is forced in turn, actually, is now retailers having to worry about things like online returns and people buying, you know, 10 items just because they don't know the exact size and having to return several of those items. So it's forcing a bunch of, that's what I meant by the store, getting more transactional. So processing more returns, possibly shipping more units. Um, and it's all part of that consumer shift to online. But but the, the the moral of the story, I would say, Jeff, is that customers are definitely more comfortable now buying clothing online and other categories that before they were not comfortable doing. So although e-commerce is on the decline, just finally uh, here, Marty, uh, the retail store really is uh, going nowhere. But uh, having said uh, all of that, with uh, e-commerce a bit on the uh, decline, it's still enough of a factor that uh, we've seen a retail, we've seen a shift that is here to stay. Absolutely. In fact, you know, to, to numbers that would that are mind-boggling, right? So in apparel alone, I mean, we track this behavior every single month, but consumers are telling us they're going to spend, you know, about 40% of their dollars online in clothing and apparel, which is pretty high. That number was about half that just two years ago. Wow. Marty, really appreciate the time and your expertise on this. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Be well. Marty Weintraub is with Deloitte Canada. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.